Capturing the world. Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is David Carmichael II. And before we begin this to our new episode, I want to tell you about my brand, Capture the World. Capture the World is a black-owned streetwear brand from Hampton, Virginia. Capture the World represents the young generation of creatives around the world. Next up are Millennials and Generation Z. What is a creative? A creative can be described as an individual that sees the world differently from everyone else. A creative can be looked at as a leader or a person that influences people with their gifts and talents. A creative uses their gift from God, not for money and fame, but for the greater good of the world. A creative thinks outside of the box and brings innovation in the world. Anyone from the young generation can be considered creative and capture the world, but those people that are ambitious, passionate, and have perseverance are the only ones that can bring their gifts and talents into fruition and capture the world. Are you a creative? Do you want to capture the world? Capture World Apparel plans to provide the highest quality, high fashion, and give a unique look. You can visit our website at www.CaptureTheWorldApparel.com. The world is yours. Capture it. This episode was recorded on August 10th, 2020. I hope you enjoy. This is David Carmichael II, and I have another great episode of the Capsule World Podcast. This is actually episode 50, um, and I have another great special guest. Before I get into that, I want to give a shout out to all of our Spotify listeners, all of our Apple Podcast listeners, YouTube listeners. Um, like I said, I have another great special guest. His name is Dan. Um, he is an entrepreneur, a real estate broker, and an author of Real Estate Evolution. That's the name of his, of his book. He is an associate broker in Virginia and Maryland, owner and co-founder of Greetings Virginia, and owner of Joint Ventures, as well as a real estate principals instructor um, at Mosley Real Estate Schools. How you doing, Dan? How you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for hosting me today. It's a and pleasure. I, no doubt. How do you say your last, how do you pronounce your last name again? Roshan. 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 Dan Roshan. Okay, great, great, man. I'm glad to have you out here, man. Um, um, I don't think I have any real estate agents as part of my podcast, so that's this is another new, another new topic we're discussing today, man. So I know my listeners would definitely like to hear about what you have to offer and what you do for a living, man. So, like I said before, I'm glad to have you part of the podcast. How, how have you been doing today? Good. I like being number fifty on the show. Number one for real estate agent. Number fifty for the show. <laughs> that's. That's right. Yeah, you you um you actually a part of a great episode. Yeah, episode fifty. So you came in a great time, man. All right. Yes, sir. So um, you know, before we get into what you do, man, let's tell us about you know your background. Like, where did you grow up, and like, you know, what school did you go to, and what and what you know, what were your interests at a young age growing growing up? Ooh, that's a that's a trick question there, <laughs> and. uh I was born in Hartford, Connecticut. I was um, lived all over the world, all over the country. And today I live in uh, the D.C. metropolitan area. Okay. But um, back going back to, to high school, I had um, went to high school on the Eastern Shore of Maryland. And I had um, 
graduated in 1991. Okay. Some of you listeners probably weren't born in 1991. <laughs> I was born in 90, so I was barely born. Hey, well, I was, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I was born a year, I was uh, graduated high school a year after you were born, David, and so makes me feel old, but um, I went in the Army. I was in the Army for four years mm-hmm. and served our country from 1991 to 1995, okay. and then I was you know, bartending and working in restaurants until 2007. Mm-hmm. And that's when I got my real estate license, and I did so because I really wanted to change my life and, you know, have a new life. And, um, you know, I, I gave up drinking in 2005, mm-hmm. really changed a lot of things that I was doing that were not healthy. And so uh, so that's when I you know, got my real estate license, wanted to, you know, make more out of my life than what I previously was doing. That's great, man. So um, when you... What, when you wanted to get your real estate license, how did you go about doing that? And who did you reach out to to, you know, start getting that done? Yeah, you know, it was more about being an entrepreneur than it was being a real estate agent. Right. And so 2005, I was working in a really high-end uh, steakhouse in Washington, D.C. And that during that time period, you know, I wanted to, you know, create significance for myself in my life. And... I just didn't know how. I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew I wanted to, you know, to own and, and run a business. It just I didn't know how. And so yeah. I remember talking to a friend of mine, Bill, who had said, "Hey, Dan, you know, have you ever considered to be a real estate agent?" And I hadn't at the time. This was, you know, back when I was waiting tables. And yeah. so that, you know, I took a look at it, realized it was like two thousand dollars to get a, a license, about sixty <laughs> hours of a curriculum. And right. so that's all that I needed to do. I did that, and then got my license and, um, you know, I had a really rough six months to start after that rough six months. I had, um, you know, I had no closings, you know, you go back to 2000 at the end of 2007, beginning 2008. And so my first closing was April, 2008. And then I was able to have a relative success from that point moving forward. In fact, I bought the brokerage that I worked for a year after that. So it was a year and a half after I got my license owned that for 10 years mm-hmm. and sold that uh, two years ago, the end of 2018. And that's when I wrote the book, Real Estate Evolution. Awesome. Awesome, man. So, um, you know, when you say you, you, it took you a while for you to get your first closing, man. Um, yeah. Like yeah. what, what did it take for you to actually get that first closing? You just had to, was it just a waiting game or you just had to find the right person that wanted a home? Like how did that, how did that come about? Well, you got to think there's two things that are a challenge for a lot of real estate agents is one, it, it's, it's a long, you know, like the, at the work I do today pays, you know, three months from now. Right. Right. So you got that. So even when you have clients, even when you have business, there's still a 90 day cycle before you get a paycheck. Yeah. And then, you know, you add on to that as a new agent with, with no business, it probably took me about 90 days for me to sort of figure out like, okay, how do I get a client? And so then, you know, another 90 days from there before I had my first closing and really like I was ready to quit like four (laughs) or five months into it. It's like, okay, not because I'm a quitter, but because I like to eat. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) I'm a fan of uh, of food and a fan of shelter. And so, you know, without a paycheck, you know, it makes that that little bit tough. But uh, got through those first six months and then, uh, you know, the last 129 
consecutive months I've had from one to 15 closings. Mm -hmm. Every single one of those months I've had a really consistent business, uh, average around a little bit more than six closings a month. And I'm very grateful for the clients that I've been able to serve to be able to help them achieve their goals, to uh, solve their problems and to be able to, you know, just help them out. Great, man. Um, and my next question is, you know, like a lot of people get into real estate and that's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of us, we look at that as a way of um, having financial freedom, you know, um, being able to do real estate and, you know, that's like another way to have your own type of business, I guess. And um, some people do fail doing that, man. And what what things can you say? Like, how can you be successful at real estate? Like, what are a couple of things that you can do to, like, somewhat be successful at doing that? 87% of people who get their license fail. Yes. So it's not just some people. It's, it's almost 9 out of 10. Wow. I didn't know that. So that yeah, it's crazy. And so that whether that be, um, you know, maybe that they have, you know, aspirations that, they, you know, that there's a lot of money to be made and freedom to be had. Or maybe that's because they just don't prepare themselves or, you know, oftentimes maybe they watch too many HGTV shows and think that it's something completely different than what it is. Mm -hmm. um, as a, uh, you know, uh, when I used to own the brokerage and today with the sales network that I lead, I get a lot of times people come up to me and say, hey, Dan, you know, I love homes. I love uh, construction. I love architecture. I love this. I love that. I have to be a great real estate agent. And my question to them is, great, you love the product. Do you love sales? Right. And so sometimes people get confused because they get in it thinking that it's, you know, a knowledge of the product is what's going to, you know, derive success. And that's, that's not true. Right. Um, I'd say that the number one quality that I see for people that, um, that succeed is they just, you know, they're just, uh, they won't, won't give up. You know, that's me, right? Like, it's like, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not giving up. Like right. no matter what, I'm not giving up. I'm going to make this work. Facts. That's facts, man. So you say you've been doing it for about how long? 15, 15, 20 years? Almost. Yeah, like 13 years, 14 years. Yeah. Okay. So um, so I know you've been featured on like the nightly news and CNBC and to the, and the Today Show and plenty of many other um, platforms. Um, how did you get around to getting, getting on those platforms and being able to speak about what you do? Early on in my career, you know, one of the things you go back to, like, what does it take to be successful in real estate sales? Well, this is going to be true for any ownership, right? Like, you know, whether it's a clothing line, like what you got, like, you know, or, or it's like, you have to find business and you have to seek it, right? So you're either right. going to do that from advertising and marketing, or you're going to do it from, from prospecting. And right. so early on in my career, say around 2009, I put into my daily day-to-day -day activity, I put in there and say, I'm going to call one media person today. Mm -hmm. And that's all I did. Like just one a day, every single day. Now I'm fortunate because I'm in DC that the proximity uh, of where I live is that there's a lot of, you know, most, well, I say all of national and even international news organizations have some sort of footprint here in DC. Right. So that allowed for me to get on some national news newscast. Uh, but regardless, like I wasn't even intending to get on a national exposure because you know, for me, it was like, how do I get my name out there uh, locally and doing so, you know, for credibility more than for business lead generation 
it's almost like you do the other activity to find business. And then when you can tell somebody say, yeah, Brian Williams featured me on his show a uh, year, you know, years ago, then now certain, now you have some sort of credibility and are like, yeah, okay, this guy, I should actually listen to him. So it's, it's hasn't like led to business, but it's, right. it's helped me to get a, get a lot of business as a result of it. Yeah. I can definitely agree with you on that, man. Cause, um, you know, even for my, for my business, my clothing line, and I look for, you know, celebrity influencers and, um, I've been able to send, you know, clothes to different celebrity influencers. Um, I had a couple of them, you know, wear my stuff and that's, you know, continuing to look for those, look for more influencers every day, man. That's, you know, cause my thing is, you know, I, I email people every day and I try to, like you said, you try, you say one person a day, I try to do a couple a day, or if I don't do one, one day, I try to do a couple the next day. Um, but yeah, it's all about building relationships, man. And just, um, you know, be, being able to share your story and just to talk with people. And the more you do that, the more, you know, you can get more connections. You can use that as a way to have social proof of, you know, like you said, um, you being on the, um, today. So you can, you can put that in your bio or whatever. And people can look at that and say, well, this guy has been doing a lot. You know, he's been in the game yeah. for a minute. So I can definitely listen, listen to him and look for advice, you know? Yeah, and, and like I said, I, I I found them the same way as you're going to find an influencer to wear your clothes. It's you know it's basically the same thing, right? You know, it's it's obviously you know social media is different today than it was when I started business when I was prospecting uh, CNBC, for example. Right. Today it's like okay, who's the influencer on you know TikTok or Spotify or or uh, Facebook or whatever? You know, like who's that, that person that I can connect with? you know, even more so than the national celebrities that it might be on television that's sort of, you know, going out of business. Right. Right, right. So, um, so I know that, you know, you somehow how you say 89% of people fail at real estate when they get into it. Yeah, 87%. 87%. Yeah. So, yeah. um, is there ever like a good, a good time to do real estate? Like at, at a time like this, how, you know, COVID-19 has been affected us all year. Um, yeah. Like during this time with it, is it a good time to do it now? Or is, is, is it like a time you, you should wait into before you get into, it? or is it, is it just a time where you should just get into it no matter what time it is? You know, I'm having about one or two conversations every single week right now mm -hmm. from people. I had a conversation yesterday from a young lady. She's like, yeah, she works. Um, she works for the CIA, right? She couldn't tell me that, but I know where she works because of who referred her to me. Right. So we had like on the conversation, I'd be like, yeah, your current job, right? You know, cause I knew that she wasn't going to be able to tell me where she works. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I'm talking to her and, and she's uh, a polygrapher. And so, um, so I'm talking to her yesterday and she's like, yeah, I think that because right now she's not really doing work the way to do maybe I should get in real estate sales. I'm mm -hmm. having like probably one or two conversations like that every single week right now, because people that are doing other things are now like, you know what? I've got some time off from my, my regular job. Maybe I'll check out this real estate sales thing. Right. Now the reality of it is, because the question I asked her, I said, great. And it was the same sort of conversation, which was my dad was in construction. I grew up, you know, in houses. And I asked her, you know, it's like always a one question. It's like, this is going to tell me if we should, you know, if this is an opportunity for your nines, just ask the question, have you done sales before? Mm -hmm. Right. She's like, no, I've never done sales before. I'm like, well, then it's probably not the right thing for you. Right. Because right? it's, it's it never doing sales before 
getting involved in the toughest thing to do sales in, right, is, is probably not a definition of, of like, you know, setting a good foundation, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, and that's just the reality of that, right? So it seems like the people that are successful in sales, in real estate sales, you know, have a lifetime of sales or even, you know, at least a, a pretty you know, decent history of sales. Right. So like for someone that wanted to get in real estate, Let's say they are, they are good in sales and, you know, they can sell to anyone. Sure. Like, what would be, like, the first step they would have to do? I know they had to get, their, like, their real estate license. Yeah. Um, but, like, how do you, how, you know, what was the first step to even get to that point to, to get your a license? Uh, oh, for me, you know, in every state it's going to be different, right? So, for me, it was getting a license with, like, 2000 bucks and a 60-hour course. Mm-hmm. And even at that, you know, people be like, oh, two thousand dollars, that's a lot of money. I'm like, yeah, it's a lot of money. But if you if you start any other business, you get involved in any other business, you're talking like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Right. Right. Like you can't buy a, a you know, a franchise for, you know, anything less than that. Right. And mm-hmm. so you're talking about significant you know, so if you can understand that it is a business opportunity, it's a it's a, it's almost a zero investment if you're looking at it from that perspective. Right. So it's like, you know, if you want to get your license, first thing that you should do is, is, um, uh, you know, um, you know, figure out like a game plan of how am I going to be successful at this? How am I going to be able to find business? You know, so you're going to get your license, you got to find a broker, you should interview with that broker to see who's going to support you in your goals. And what I always tell everybody is that that broker doesn't ask you the question, how can I help you? Or doesn't ask you the question, David. What 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 is it that's important to you? Then you're probably talking to the wrong person, right? Right. At least from my perspective, right. And so you're gonna you're gonna find that person that, in my opinion, that genuinely cares about you and your goals and your ambitions, and ask you how can I help you and what is it that you're what, that's important to you uh, in regards to your relationship with you and your broker. And then you know, and then you affiliate yourself with the broker, and then you gotta. You know, the next step is like, okay, now how do I do the business, mm-hmm. right? And so hopefully your broker is going to be able to teach you that. Um, but ultimately, it's going to always start with how do I get the business? And that's where I go through real estate evolution. I talk to you about here's how you get business and here's how you do business. And here's how you can develop yourself to be able to have the best mindset to be able to achieve business results. Um, and that's why, you know, one of the reasons why I wrote the book is to be able to help agents to be able to figure all that out. Right, right. So, yeah, so let's get into that a little bit about your book, man, um, without, you know, without you telling about the whole book, of course. But, you know, like what, um, give it a, a little background of like some of the information that you are giving to people that can help them with real estate. Yeah, so I say it's about a third of the book is my personal story. About a third of the book is um, how you can be the very best version of yourself. And about a third of the book is here's exactly how you can do business. And so it's not just for new agents or seasoned agents or top producers. It's for seasoned agents who, you know, maybe you had your best month ever last month and you're afraid that you're not going to be able to do that ever, you know, moving forward. And you want to be able to have closings November, December, January, every single month of the year, every year. Right. It's for new agents that want to figure out what's the right way to do business. And it's for top producing agents to figure out, how do I, you know, like I'm working 18 hours a day, I'm working all these hours, and I'm making a ton of money. How do I participate in a life that I'm design, designing? And you may be frustrated with figuring out like, 
okay, how do I have that balance or that counterbalance so I can enjoy some of my time? Mm-hmm. And so that's, uh, you know, that's the context of the book. And then I go through the 10 steps, start on personal development and flourishing to how, here's how you generate, here's how you find business, you convert the business, here's how you set the business up for success for the future. And here is where our business is going today in regards to the evolution of society. Okay. Sounds like a good a good book, man. I might have had to take a uh, peek at it myself. Where where can you get get this book at? Can you get it like Barnes and Noble online? Where can you find it find a book at? Amazon.com, Audible, you can visit the website direct www.therealestateevolution.com and there's a bunch of bonuses if you go to the website directly. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely have to check that out, man. Um, cause like before, like I've always wanted to get into real estate. And, you know, I do have my own business already, but, and I am a homeowner and that's like one of the first things I kind of, that got me into it, you know, like, okay, let me, I bought me a home. I know about owning the home. So maybe one day I can get into real estate and maybe, maybe, you know, purchase some more properties and try to, you know, sell it that way. Cause I've always been looking at HGTV, man, like you mentioned, and it's like, they always going and getting these busted up home sometimes they're not busted up but it just you know they always go and refurbish them and they end up selling it for profit and that, that sound it looks very exciting but some of those shows man you know they do have struggles too because they'll they might purchase a home and there'd be some stuff that they didn't see that they had to fix and stuff like that and then they'd be like man what are we gonna do about this we don't have enough in our budget blase blase like have you ever ran into anything like that where you like or do you even do homes like that? Like, do you have to refurbish yeah. a lot of your homes when you sell? Yeah, I used to do probably like three or four flips a year. Mm-hmm. Um, the last two years, I've done none. So I haven't. Um, I, I don't really have a reason why I've done none in the last couple of years. I just haven't focused on it. Um, flips are good. You know, it's, it's more like, okay, here's for cash flow. It's not going to generate wealth. Right. So if you want to become wealthy, it would be buy real estate, hang on to it for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's flips allow for me to get some cash available and I take that cash by a buy and hold. Right. And so that's the cycle to be able to develop wealth. It's just sort of a first point um, to be able to get. To. But, you know, I've definitely run into problems where. We ended up with, you know, a septic system that has, you know, boots crawling through it. You got to re, you know, you got to fix that. And, you know, definitely, um, uh, I've lost money on a flip. I've barely, you know, I've come close to breaking in on a couple, you know, um, I've lost money on buying hold, you know, where we had a hold, we had to sell, you know, at the, um, at the bottom of the market because I was, uh, it was just, you know, the, the property was just in shambles. By that point, I knew by the time the market was going to rebound that, you know, it would be tens and tens of thousands of dollars that I would have to continue to invest into it for, re, you know, for repair. Mm-hmm. And just looking like for a long-term type of thing, it's like, you know what, let's just sell it at a loss and cut our losses and move on. Yeah. You know, so that's probably about the only time that I've actually really lost money is, is uh, but not on a fix and flip. But making money on flips is not easy. Right. Like right. I'm able to do that because this is what I live, breathe. It's certainly not what they demonstrate on the television now. I mean, they, they, what they show on, t- on TV is not what it is. 
Uh, the biggest thing is like it's like finding a needle in a haystack, man. It's it's really hard to find that right property, and to be able to find the right property, you look for someone that's owned the property for twenty five plus years. You look for something that is in distress and something where there's a motivation for them to move. When you find all three of those, then you probably have a chance to be able to maybe do some sort of deal. Right, right. I got you. Yeah, they make it look so easy on TV, man. I'm like, it's always like a <laughs> some a story behind what they're showing you, and it's like, you know, um, but yeah, it's, it's it's a lot that goes on to real estate from what I've seen, and um, yeah. But so, but for you, but for you, you'd probably be good at it because you're already an entrepreneur. That's the type of because to be an entrepreneur, that's what you need to be able to be successful in this business. Yeah, that's facts, and you know, I'm. I could say I'm somewhat of a salesman, um, but I just know I won't. I won't quit. I always know. I always try to look for ways to improve whatever I am doing at the moment. I always try to, you know, find ways every day to improve what I'm doing and not just be, um, you know, complacent in where I'm at at the time, you know. But um, but yeah, man. So like. Like I said, I mentioned like COVID-19, the pandemic and all the stuff that's going on. Like, and I know, I believe Donald Trump has something where people couldn't get evicted from their homes. Like, do you, do you just buy and sell or do you rent out to people? So have you ever done it before? Yeah, I've got tenants right now and they're all paying. And so, okay. um, so that's a good thing. That's <laughs> right? a great thing. Um, I mean, a good thing that they're able to be able to afford to pay and a good thing for me as a landlord that they are paying, you know, and, and you know, there's two sides to that coin, right? You know, um, one of the first things we did in March was be, you know, we called all the banks and we deferred payments because we didn't know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I'm like, I can't control what happens from the, from the tenant, whether they're going to pay me or not. Right. If they get unemployed, what am I going to do? I, you know, even if I could kick them out, you know, would you, right? You know, it's like, this is like a situation that it sucks, right? It's not ideal, right? So on the other side of that, from their perspective, you know, they're going to do the best that they can. I've been, I've been blessed with having a really great tenant. So I personally haven't had any challenge with that. Um, and I, you know, pray that I won't, um, but there are uh, protections for them if for some reason that they're not able to pay, you know, so that's why if you're the landlord, you, you have the only thing, again, it's like you do what you can control on, which is you talk to the banks, you talk to the people that you owe the money to. And then if your tenants aren't able to pay, then, you know, work out a deal with them to, you know, make it work. Um, but yeah, there are protections right now. Yeah. It's just, it's just crazy how all this stuff is going on. Nobody saw this coming, man. And, um, you can't prepare for this. Definitely no can't way. prepare for that. And um, like I said, it's, that is a blessing that you haven't had any trouble with people paying, man. Um, Cause like it kind of it's like a domino effect, right? Cause like they're not able to pay, like not for you per se, but let's say it was it was like another landlord that they didn't see this coming, and then like their tenants couldn't pay, and their stuff like they don't have any money like in their little rainy day fund to pay to help the tenants pay. So like you know what what are they supposed to do? It's like well you can go to the bank and see if they can. Like, look, man, this pandemic is going on. Like, I, my tenants can't pay, and I can't pay to help them pay their stuff. So it's like, you know, I, I wonder how they're going through that. But I guess, you know, since... And then what does the bank do, right? Like, right, what's the bank do? To, there, too, right? You know, that's a business. Facts. You know, so it's just like a trip, you know, it just trickles through the entire economy. 
Yeah, man, it's just it's, it's wild. But you know, praying that um we all get out of this sooner or later, man. It seems like stuff is trying to get back together, like but the economy is just really going down, and um, you know, but you know the thing about real estate though, like people will always need somewhere to stay. Like that's that's like a business that would never go out of business. Like people will always need somewhere to stay at, and um, I guess if you just find you know the right properties and then find the right tenants you should be good to go man um yeah like like i said before like that's something i really want to get into one day hopefully and um you know because like some people told me like you don't really need a um you don't really need a real estate license like to buy property is, is that true or like how can you as get an investor, it without? No. Yeah, I mean, ha having a license doesn't help you as an investor at all. Okay. I mean, it could, right? Like, no one, the no one, the industry helps, right? You know, like for me, like I'm definitely a better investor because I'm a, because this is my this is my world, right? Like I know, like every single listing appointment I go on is in the back of my head is is this something I should buy? Mm -hmm. Right, like like the and because I'm you know I'm on several listing appointments. I mean, I was at this appointment three hours ago, right? You know, I'm seeing several homes every single week. It's always like, is this the one that I should buy? Mm -hmm. And seldom it is. It, it's almost never, right? But every once in a while, that's the one to say, okay, you know, I had a, a couple, they, um, they were like in their 80s. They came to me and they said, we want to sell our house. We've been in here. They were like 35 plus years. Yeah. They're in their 80s. They're from Japan. They've been in the United States for something like 40 some years. And I asked him, I said, well, in the property was a mess. I said, well, what, what caused you want to go back to Japan? You know, I'm, I was curious. I'm like, you know, they were pretty, they're at an age where it's, it didn't quite initially make sense to me. And they looked at me and said, well, we want to go home to die. Mm -hmm. I said, okay. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and so, you know, and, and that's what they said to me. So they, you know, they weren't concerned. They, they, they just wanted out. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to do anything. I'm like, Dan, you take the house. And you take the money to improve it, you resell it, and, you know, they, they wanted to make sure they had some money, right? But it wasn't, you know, like for them, it made sense to be like, you know, we'll take less money for not having any hassle, right? But that's a unique situation that doesn't happen a lot. Um, and I only see things like that because I'm in the business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's definitely crazy. Um, so... I have a couple of other questions before we uh, before we go, man. Um, so, like, any advice to any entrepreneurs out there? Like, somebody came up to you and say, you know, Dan, I just need, like, one piece of advice. Uh, what would you say to them? Know why you're doing it. Okay. Right? Like, so if you know why you're doing it, like, um, for years, my, so I live on this, you know, relatively big piece of land, and uh, particularly by Northern Virginia standards. And so... For years, my mother, she's 73 now, 74, mm -hmm. and I wanted to make sure that, you know, that I was going to be able to help her take care of her. So I built a house for her on my, on my property. And every single morning I wake up, I'm like, okay, what am I going to work for today? I'm going to work today to help out my mom, right? right? To be able to afford to pay for that house. And that was probably for five, six years that I did that. And I was able to build that house. She lives there. She's lived there now for a year or two, probably two years, actually. And so, like, I knew why I was getting up every single day. 
And so if your why is big enough, you'll figure out how, you know, to be able to, to, to make it work. And every single day I, I'd stand up and on my court board behind me, I'd have this blueprint of her house. And this was before I even closely had enough money to be able to do it. But I had an understanding and say, look, today I'm going to hustle it out because I want to make sure that I hook my mom up because she doesn't have enough money to live the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. Right. And so at least if I can give her a place to stay, then she'll be good. And, you know, the money that she does have, she'll be able to use it in any way that she wants. Yeah, that's a fact, man. You definitely got to figure out why are you doing it. And you, again, you got to have at least one thing that that keeps you going. Like for you, you know, you have your mom that keeps you going. that wants you to keep doing it. And, um, and now it's my daughter, right? Now it's like my daughter wants certain things. It's like, okay, she's nine years old. Like, okay, now I got to work for that. Right. That's true, man. Like, there's always somebody that she want to be doing this for. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, because, like, a lot of us get into things just, just to get money. And, I mean, that is important. You want to make money, but it's like, you know, you got to have a, a re- another reason besides that. Because sometimes... You know, if you just go into it for money, then you're not going to be going into it for the right intentions. For some people, I guess, you know. It's not they, like that, but you go for for just money and you have a hard day, you're gonna be like, all right, screw this, I'm not doing this, I'm out. Right, that's a fact. Like the one, the one day that you're not making money or it's taking you a while to get money, that's how you said it took you a while to make your first your first closing. Oh yeah, it's yeah. like man, you gotta have patience, man. It's like sometimes it's just hard though, especially if you. If you've been, you know, came from a life of struggling for a long time and you finally want to get something that's, you know, it can reward you with um, great benefits and it's taking a while for those benefits to come about. It's like, man, I just need to hear up and get this. Like, you know, you just got to be patient. I know it's hard, but you just got to stick with it, man. Like you said, on your, on your sign behind you, never, never, never give up. That's right. that's very true. You gotta keep going, man. You know, no matter how hard it is, if you really believe that you can do it, then you just gotta stick with it, man. This and always trying to find ways to improve. Let's don't keep doing the same thing. Like that's not working. Figure out what you're not doing to to make yourself improve. You know, definitely. That's it right there. Absolutely. Yes, sir, man. Um, and this is the question that I ask all of my hosts. I mean, all of my guests, I mean, and um, it's a very broad question, but answer the best you can. Um, how do you plan to capture the world? One person at a time. Okay. So I, what I realized is that if you want to impact a large group of people, you do so, you do so through a small group of people. Right. One of my things that I'm really intentional about is developing five people in my world. And to get in a relationship, which I have those relationships of five people that I understand deeply what it is that their intentions are, what their goals are, what their aspirations are, so that I'm there to be able to help them achieve those goals, to help them to understand how to think so that they can achieve those goals. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I ask in payment for me to be committed to them is for them to then repay that, uh, that effort by each of them selecting five people to do the same. Okay. And so it's an X it's viral, right? It's exponential. Like if I, if I do that, when I do that with five people, which I do, and they do that with five people and they do that with five people, you know, within a couple generations of that, you're impacting a significant amount of people. 
in a positive way, hopefully. Yeah, that's true, man. Because, you know, with every person you help, I mean, that's the thing. You know, when you're helping people, man, you want to, whatever information that you can provide, you help somebody else and hopefully you will want them to help somebody else too. It's kind of like a domino effect. Like, you know, just don't keep this information for yourself. I mean, you want to keep bringing people along and try to help them along as well. You know, and the more you do that, the more that we all can benefit from this and, um, you know, help each other, help each other out. Yes, sir. Definitely agree with that. Um, and my last thing, where can people find you on social media? You know, your website and your social medias, where, where can people find you to learn more about you? Yeah, if they're looking for real estate services, it's com. Okay. If they want to get a copy of the book, it's www.therealestateevolution.com. And if I hook me up on uh, Facebook, uh, you can check out The CPI Community. And uh, that's a, a pretty active Facebook group, The CPI Community. And, of course, you can just throw my name in there, Dan Roshan. You will probably find me. Excellent, excellent, man. Dan Roshan, definitely, I thank you for being part of this podcast. Like I said, you're my first real estate agent to be a part of this podcast. Episode 50, by the way, so you're All lucky. Right. You're a lucky one. Um, but, yeah, man, I appreciate you, man, and definitely, you know, would like to um, chop it up again off the pod, you know, about real estate stuff, man. Like I said, I want to definitely get into this one day. And, um, yeah, any information you can provide, you know, that you can help me with, man. I definitely want to talk to you about it. And now all our listeners, man, you know, if y'all want to get into real estate, make sure y'all, you know, click on the links that um, Dan just mentioned. And I'm going to definitely put everything in the, um, in the bio of the podcast for y'all to see and click on and get more information, man. And definitely check out his book too. Check out his book. You know, if you're looking to get into real estate, check out his book. I know, I know it's like a lot of good information in that book. And um, again, shout out to all of our Spotify listeners, Apple Podcast listeners, YouTube listeners. Thank y'all for being part of this podcast. And Dan, again, thank you for being uh, my, a great guest on my show. And um, many blessings to what you have to offer in the future, man. And, um, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Appreciate that. You, man, and this is your host David Carmichael the second. This is episode 50 of the Caption World Podcast. We we'll see y'all on the next episode. Have a good one. Peace.